Sammy Suplex. You. Okay, okay. All right. Let me know when you're ready, Leo. There ain't nothing else we could do, so we might as well record something. Yeah. All right, go. All right, here we go. Following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah! Hey, 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 and our third team, he's the king of hamburger meat. He's the voice of the Mark organization. He is the artist formerly known as the Spoiler Specialist. And he's the executioner of excuses from Suplex City, bitch. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. How's everybody doing this Sunday? What's up? This is episode 134 of the Lucha Outsider Show. And if you yeah. miss everything or anything on today's episode, make sure to download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. Mm-hmm. I right, so SoundCloud, you want to be fancy? Apple Podcast, TuneIn, La Mesca, App, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a five star, Fox, Flash, Radio, You, Comments, Grease, and bury either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo, or yeah. Sam, or me. Leo. Come on, Leo. Let's <sighs> cheer up. I know you're a little bit bummed out. You want to break the fourth wall here and tell the people what's going on? No, fuck that shit. Yeah, let's have a good show. Woo! <laughs> okay, so if you're listening to the podcast version, which will probably drop later today or... Actually, you know, we're live right now on LosRadio.com and the Los Radio app. Okay, so there you go. There you go. Uh, we're not live on Facebook because we're having some technical difficulties, if you know what I mean. Right, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, it's been about an hour. We're trying to get... It's all Sam's out. fault because he would have showed up. We wouldn't have to deal with Skype and it's freezing. I'm no, just saying. No, no. Don't try to blame this on me. <laughs> Don't blame this on me. We know you got Windows 98 on your damn oh, laptop. Wow. Up there. <laughs> okay. Damn. All right. All right. You want to raise that up a little bit, Leo? No. No. For a favor? <laughs> okay. Um, Man. Yeah, it's been a rough morning. All right, let's start off with some 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 not some unfortunate news. Uh, shout outs to uh, Charlotte Flair. Um, let's give our, our thoughts and condolences to Charlotte Flair. Her uh, grandfather just passed away, so um, you know, yeah, damn. Uh, thoughts with her, you know. Yeah, thoughts and prayers with the Flair family. Um, you know what I mean? Just hoping they pull through to this difficult time. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, now moving on to that, let's laugh a little bit. Yo, Wilder. Congratulations. Yeah. You played yourself. <laughs> Yo, he wasn't ready to fight, man. He he wasn't ready to fight. No, not at all. I'm not surprised that Tyson Fury beat him, to be honest with you. Not surprised. I know Sam, you want to disagree with me, but I was not surprised that Fury beat him. 
I feel like walking into it, it was anybody's fight. You know what I mean? Like they're both undefeated. Wilder definitely in the first fight, um, you know, knocked Tyson down, Tyson Fury down. And, um, you know, I was just expecting more of a an even fight. But Jesus Christ, did he get his ass kicked? Tyson Fury just came in there and put hands on him. Well, Damn. I didn't pay for the fight. So anybody that did pay for the fight, I'll give you one of these. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think we should also also acknowledge how good the entrances were. Like they felt WWE style, like produced. You know, Fury coming out with the throne and, and Wilder with that RoboCop looking. It, thing. it was very WWE entertainment, mm -hmm. very WWE entertainment. But uh, shout out to Tyson Fury for uh, beating Wilder, and hopefully Wilder is um, laying somewhere right now with some ice and. All that a good lot stuff. of money, and he has money. He has money. Hey, mm -hmm. he got he got tons of money, you know, to get his ass whooped. So good for both guys. <laughs> yeah, That's my it. buddy was saying when they uh, put the microphone in his face, he should have just said thank you for the sixty million and walked off. <laughs> you, I think the most comedic thing that I got out of the fight is after they threw in the towel, the dude had the balls to go to his corner and be like, "Why you guys did that? Because you was yeah. getting your ass whooped." <laughs> yeah, he wanted to go out on a shield, but sometimes. Fighters just, you know, they need to realize that this is for the greater good of their career. Because if that would have continued, who knows what kind of uh, irreparable damage would have been done to, you know, you know, uh, Wilder. So, uh, all in all, I, it was a fun fight night. Um, would you want to see them fight again? They're talking about doing it three times, another no! time. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah, not, I, I not don't think they not, need to do it again. Not, I not, think this was pretty decisive. I'm not interested at all. Neither am I. Neither am I. All right, let's go on to some uh, interesting trending news. And we'll start with you, Sam. Uh, this past Friday, it's been speculated, but they officially announced that the Bella Twins will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Sam, let's start with you, and then we'll go around the room. See, this, this is my take on it. I'm not mad about it. Do I think it's a bit early? Absolutely. And I think that's why we got a lot of the backlash from a lot of people because it is very, very soon. They just retired. But we got to remember what these ladies did. They brought in a ton of fans that did not watch wrestling before. Okay? Don't look at me like that, Leo. I can see Leo's face, and I'm sure Mario's <laughs> making a face too right now. No, never. Nick, don't Nick, listen. You don't have to acknowledge us, man. We're letting you talk first. We'll, we'll say our piece after you're done. You know, getting off your knees from the bellows real quick. But go ahead, Sam. No, man. Listen, Nikki and Bree, they didn't have to put in the kind of work that they did to learn the moves that they learned. You know what I mean? They didn't like, know how to wrestle. Sorry. No, let him go. Let him go, right, Sam. Go ahead, let him go, Leo. No, man. Look at where they started and how they finished up their careers. I'm telling you, man. I'm waiting. They, they, no, man. They've done they've done great things, man. They've done great things. And they've brought a ton of new eyes to the product. So do they deserve it? I think they deserve it more than Coco Beware. I think they deserve it more than fucking Tori Wilson. All right? So let's not act like the WWE Hall of Fame isn't a joke already. You got to remember, this isn't our Hall of Fame. It's Vince McMahon's Hall of Fame. He's going to put the people in there that get him the most money. Right? Okay. So, so let's not all just be mad about this because I feel like people are overreacting. And I think it's kind of like 
fucked up that they're like, oh, they're only going in there because she was dating John Cena and and Breeze married Brian Danielson. It's like, no, they're they're in there because they made Vince McMahon millions of dollars, hand over fist, and they continue to make Vince money even in their retirement. So that's why they're going in, and they need to sell tickets for the Hall of Fame. So that's my take on it. Okay. Now, you said look at their career, right? Yeah. Were when they were around. Now, it doesn't take anything away. You're right. Yeah, he, she they made McMahon a lot of money. But wrestling-wise, do you think that they were good wrestlers? No! Do you uh, think they were good entertainers? No! Do you think that they were just eye candy? No, I wouldn't go there. I, listen, here's no, what I'll you say. wouldn't go there. The one got her tits done and the cleavage down to okay, her belly okay. button. Oh, you're going a little bit too hard. Um, <laughs> all right, let me let me try to let me try to pull a Sam here and clean it up a little bit. So I think everybody that that watches this show on our Facebook Live, even though we're not live now, or listens to our show, are probably expect me expecting Mr. Rated R to go on a full rant. Right? I think that's what is expected. I'm actually not gonna do that. I'm actually gonna be calm, cool, and collective and prove my point because that's what I always like to do. Now, Sam, you sound a little bit defensive defending the Bells, which a is fine, bit. a little bit, which is fine, because nobody, wait, wait, because nobody in this room was pissed off or said anything negative about the Bells going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I even did a post, right, taking a little bit of my personal feelings, saying, hey, they're going into the Hall of Fame, all right? I didn't bash them. I didn't do anything. But what I will do is prove a point. Now, you did say... Let's not act like WWE Hall of Fame isn't a joke already, and which you're absolutely right. It is a joke. All right. This is a world wrestling entertainment, entertainment, mm-hmm. keyword entertainment Hall of Fame. Before the sh- we even started doing the show, we went through a, a couple, like what other wrestling Hall of Fames there is? And there's like a yeah. professional wrestling Hall of Fame. There's the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. There's a Pro Wrestling Illustrated Hall of Fame. Impact. Um, not including Impact because that's a little bit gimmicky, <laughs> but there's uh, the NWA Hall of Fame. Yeah, those are wrestling keyword wrestling Hall of Fames. Now, if we're talking from a wrestling standpoint, wrestling, not the entertainment part, not the mainstream part. We're talking about wrestling. Will the Bellas go into those other Hall of Fames? Absolutely not. But when it comes to a mainstream level, when it comes to the entertainment level, I will agree and say yes, they do belong there. They did make tons of money for the WWE. They did bring eyes to the mainstream, to, to a mainstream audience with Total Divas, with Total Bellas. And hey, they get my respect because of that. They also get my respect because, listen, anybody that goes into the ring and laces up a pair of boots, I will give you my respect because you're putting your body on the line, all right? I'm not disagreeing with you on that. What I will disagree on you is they were okay, okay, and I might be even pushing with that at best in the ring. You could try to defend it and say how they ended up. Listen, can you name me any good Bella match? All the Bella defenders, all the Bella army, if if you're lucky to name me one, I'm like, okay, you named one. Now name me another. Yeah. You can't even, people, the people that are into the Bellas can't even name top five great Bella matches because they never existed. They were either okay or maybe good at best. They were never great in the ring, ever. The reason why they started getting backlash from the IWC and some of the wrestling fanatics is because they sucked in the ring, and not only were they hurting other people, but they were hurting themselves too. They were never great in the ring. Now, 
should they should does that mean they don't deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame? No, I'm not saying that. You're right. They deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. They made Vince McMahon millions of dollars. Do I think it's too soon? Absolutely. They're doing this, like you said, to sell tickets, and they're capitalizing because they're both pregnant. Mm. All right? That's yeah. what they're doing. They it's were good. never, in a wrestling standpoint, they're just a fucking ink mark. In a wrestling standpoint. When it comes to a mainstream level, bringing in money, bringing the audience uh, with the Total Bellas and the Total Divas and all that good stuff. Hey, listen, I respect them for that. You know, that's that's their wave. But keep in mind, I want I want you to keep this in mind, Sam. Mm-hmm. They left the WWE and came back because they couldn't make it on their own. And that's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right. And this is what I'll say. All right. Um, let's not act like there's a ton of people in the WWE Hall of Fame that weren't great wrestlers. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But but I mean, that's going what you that's going back to what you're saying. The WWE Hall of Fame is a joke. It's not a technically a wrestling Hall of Fame. Like we 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 get pumped up when we see some of our our favorites growing up going into it. I'm like, oh, that's great. But let's not act like a lot of the people that are in it. Like Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Brutus the fucking barber beefcake is in the Hall of Fame. Hulk like Hogan. Oh wait. <laughs> there's a lot of people that we didn't care about growing up that are in the Hall of Fame. It's Dolphin not like Warrior, it, man. Dolphin Warrior wasn't a great wrestler and he was he's like that, he that's was, what I But I'll he was say. a gimmick though. No, yeah, but, that, and listen, I'm not a Warrior fan either. The, go ahead, Sam. That's what the Bellas are too. I that's exactly how I'll I'll put this. The Ultimate Warriors in the Hall of Fame because he grabbed our attention as young kids with all the colors and everything like that. The Bellas are almost like the female version of the Ultimate Warrior where their in-ring skill wasn't really there, but they exuded charisma. They brought eyes to the product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They brought a lot of money in. So. Oh, no, I'm agreeing with you on that. But for any... and. You didn't do this, Sam, but a lot of people that are a part of the Bill and Army and, and Bella Bill Defenders. And Army. Like, if you got to go out of your way and post, I don't know if you got to see this, Leo, but if you got to go out of your way to post on your little Facebook or Instagrams, like all their accolades, yeah. that just shows you how much you're trying to, like, defend the, 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 the Bellas and trying to prove a point why they deserve. Like, if you're one of these people that are posting all their accolades, like, let's not act like during their time, right? The whole diva was like a stigma that a lot of people. It was a joke, unfortunately, and oh. a lot of part, a, a lot of uh, divas, female wrestlers from that era that were good, at times weren't taken seriously because women's wrestling at that time was a joke. And to be honest with you, the Bellas were prime example of that. They were that stigma. That that's why during the whole women evolution feud, when they brought in Sasha and Becky and Charlotte into the main roster. They were the heels because they represented that era. Yeah. Let's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Do I think it's too soon? Absolutely. I don't think, I don't think they should be inducted yet. Should they be inducted maybe five years from now? Absolutely. Ten years from now? Yeah. Timing is a little bit fagazy for me, but you're not going to get an argument from me saying they don't deserve to be in there because the WWE Hall of Fame is entertainment the e stands for entertainment this is not the pro uh pro wrestling uh illustrated hall of fame or the nwa hall of fame or the wrestling observer hall of fame where they 
accolade the stuff that has to do in wrestling, wrestling, not entertainment. So if you look at the uh, at their timeline, right? So they debuted in 2007, right? That's when they signed. They debuted 2008. And if you actually look at it, the only thing that's good, okay, they got traded to Raw, traded to ACW, traded back to Raw. The Bellas are chosen for the third season of NXT to be mentors. They haven't won a title yet. At that time. At that time. Uh, Brie Bella defeats Eve to be the first uh, Divas champion, 2011. Uh, and then uh, Nikki, 2011, same thing. So they become champions. But if you look at it, there's nothing strong there in between because then 2016 is when they signed on to do the E show. I think they're more, they, they do more for wrestling by having that show than what they did in the ring. I agree with you yeah. 110% yeah. with that. I'll agree. I think we could all agree about that, man. Yeah. And, and you know what? And, and it's true because Time Magazine gave them their front cover. Both twins are pregnant. You still have that that John Cena connection, but not anymore because now you need to have a new WrestleMania moment because if you look up WrestleMania and the Bella Twins, what's the first thing that's going to come up? And, and let's also not let in, and listen, I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but if we got to be real, recognize is real. It's who you know and who you date sometimes. Of course. Let's not act sometimes that why Nikki was a focal point in some of the feuds and why she might have gotten another title run? Because uh, of John Cena. Was well, because she was dating Cena. Let's not act that either. Let's not, part part of it was po- her popularity with Total Divas, and and then ended up being Total Bellas later on. But come on, man, she was dating John Cena. Aren't, let's they, not, aren't they doing? Let, uh, sorry. Look, da- Brie Bella was tasted. Uh, bleh. Brie Bella was dating Daniel Bryan, right? Married to Daniel Bryan. She didn't get another title run, but Nikki Bella did because she was with John Cena. Because it's Daniel Bryan. Let's not act that. Let's not act like. Is who you know, who you date sometimes. And unfortunately, that's a, a stigma with wrestling. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> come, no, come on, Sam. Say something, man. I don't know. Don't, 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 you know. I feel like Nikki had more charisma than Brie, though, when you Br- think about it. Because it's the different type of personality, too. Yeah. I, me, personally, personality. Me, me personally, I was more into Brie than I was into Nikki. Yeah, I, like... if. Like, if you're going to ask me who I like more, I'm definitely going to say Brie because she's just more toned down. I feel like if you actually, like, watch the, the total uh, Bella's show, Nikki's a little, like, uh, more... And you, and you believe that that's real? Yeah, well, she she acts like a fucking, like a, like a diva. She, like, yeah. she wants, like, the best of the best. She wants all the... the, the Brie's like, uh, more of, a, like, a hipster. Right, right. And I feel like that's more my vibe mm-hmm. you know what i mean but if you're talking about what's gonna get people to hate you or like you you know that that personality that that uh nikki bella has that's the one that you got to strap the title to you know what i mean i, I think brie was kind of just she's kind of just going through the motions to be honest with you she was kind of like coasting along next to nikki nikki's more of like a um grab grab something by the throat and try to be the best you can be you know even though you know, no! <laughs> I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I, I do, I will agree with you on her being a little bit more aggressive, but yeah. it, you know, I think you went a little bit too overboard yeah, of being she, the, the, the best, the yeah, whole but, best part no. that you went a little bit too overboard. Try, bro. That. She's not, she's not fucking like okay. Becky Lynch or, but, or but, any of these other girls that are really great in no, ring. I'm not saying that they both didn't try, I'm not saying that. <laughs> But you like to add a little bit un poco de sazón to them. Batería, reggaeton. Listen, I'm going to tell you a story, Leo. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm about to tell you a story right now. Dale. 
<laughs> and I hope and I hope Sam remembers this because oh, I, awesome. I recall this very well. It was after New Japan and Hammerstein Ballroom. All right, we were on the train back. Okay, we're both yeah, we got into an argument or a, a conversation. No, it, nah, it, it wasn't an argument. You fucking, your tired ass was like, I don't, I don't feel like the bells get the credit they deserve. And then I just went in on you. What? On a train <laughs> ride? I went in on you because I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You're gonna tell me this after midnight when we're both tired? You really want to have this discussion now? And I gave you my reasons why. And I backed up everything with what I said on why, you know, of course, in a wrestling standpoint, I'm not talking about in a mainstream standpoint. I'm not talking about the accolades they did outside of the ring with their deep, with their with their shows. Yeah, but, but they, if, they're successful in all that. And yes, they bring they bring a ton of eyes. money and new eyes to the product. My argument isn't that, but when it comes to a wrestling standpoint, <laughs> they don't get the credit they deserve. They don't need no credit. I, I think they got more credit than they deserve. I, you know, no, 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 no. I'm going to rephrase that. They get credit from the people that drinks the Bella Kool-Aid that they were actually great in the ring. The, the Bella Army. Look, and what and, I mean by that is our wrestling community is stupid. Pretty, pretty, no, they're pretty rough on the Bellas, man. Because they sucked rough. in the ring. See, I... I'm sorry. I don't think that they sucked, man. I think Sam, there was a lot. Sam, there was okay, a lot Sam, worse. Sammy. They sucked when they started. Okay, okay, and Sam, they sucked they, when they ended. Sammy, look, go on YouTube and put Bella Botch. <laughs> Oh my God! There's so many people that bo- look at the AEW botches. Oh, okay, that okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, everybody botches in the ring, you oh, know. All right, but you, you, you oh all right. You're entitled. You're right. Everybody does botch. But when it comes to the Bellas, they were never good in the ring. Okay, you could say otherwise. That's fine. You want to drink the uh, the Bella Kool Aid? That's fine. That's your opinion. That is fine. But I'm one, what? But wait, but wait. When earlier I said nobody could ever name me a Bella match that was actually good at best. You didn't. You didn't name anything. Also, I'm gonna throw. Oh wait, wait. Also, what I'm gonna say to you is, the spot that they put the Bellas in, that whole women's evolution thing when they brought brought up Becky, when they brought up Charlotte, when they brought up uh, Sasha, right? That whole they could have put any three divas to be that that the anti women's revolution and that spot and the storyline would have had not mattered. You know what I'm saying? They could have put any other three in that spot that the Bellas and Alicia Fox were in, and yeah. the story would have continued and it would ended to the same. YouTube, it would have ended to the same. YouTube has a, a video by Glenn Bill, 101 WWE. Bella Twin botches. But see, I don't want to do that either, Leo. <laughs> but, no, what I'm saying is, I don't want to do that either because okay. it's, it's a bit unfair because everybody no, does botch. No, because this is the thing. You remember at one point where like a, for like about a four-month stretch, I forget which one of the two tried to do a suicide dive. Bree. And almost killed herself like 17 times. Bree. Okay. So, nope. hello. If you are getting better at it, then practice that. Don't just do it there and then. I think when it came to Bree. No, well, botch. On a on a suicide dive, Sasha Banks, Lita, okay. yeah, Lita did too. All right, um, fucking, you know that's a dangerous ass move. Uh, fucking, a ton of people do it, and, and, and I'm not and I'm uh, not disagreeing with you that everybody botches. That's why I told Leo it's a little bit unfair that we should. I don't want to pick on the Bellas here, but they were not good in the ring, Sam. You are entitled to your own opinion, okay? I will say they were okay at best, but you still can't name me a match. No, I can't, and I'm not going to sit here and act like they're, uh, you know, Bailey or Becky or, or Sasha or any of the new blood that has come out in, in the past five to six years that has just been incredible and in taking the women's 
uh, division to the next level. I'm not going to say that they're on that level. But you think about that Divas run, they stand out. There's a ton of forgettable names from that era. Exactly, because there's nobody there. But, but you but. But, but you're talking okay, bro. okay. But you're talking from an entertainment standpoint. You're, you're okay. We agree that from an enter entertainment standpoint, they stood out. They, 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 they stand out. They, they left their mark in the business. They made a ton of money. But you're, you just said right now. I'm gonna mm -hmm. disagree with you. I think they were. They, I think they improved. Look at where they're at. Yeah, they stood out. They made a ton of money. They sold a ton of merch. They had both of their own shows. But I can name you a few wrestlers from that era that were better than the Bellas, light years away, that could hang with the Divas of now. I mean, the, the Divas, the women's wrestlers of now. Mickey James, Beth Phoenix, Molina. Lita. Well, well Lita, Lita and Trish were before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They, they, listen, you, you're you entitled to your own opinion, but they, they were never good in the ring. They were okay at best. And that's it. That's my only thing. Do I say, do I think they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? No, I'm not saying that. Of course, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Is it a little bit too soon? Absolutely. They're just capitalizing on pregnancy, and they want to sell tickets. That's where I stand. You want to defend them? That's okay, man. That's okay. You you think they were, you know, wrestlers, wrestlers. That's cool. <laughs> Anybody that breaks their neck in the ring like oh. that and comes back, bro. Draws. I got but no, but okay. No, but, but, but draws in the Hall of Fame. Then he broke his neck. But wait, but wait. I never said that I don't have respect for them putting their bodies online. You try to argue with me that they were good. But I you never said that they were good or, or great. I just said that they're, they're turned on Becky Lynch's level. They're not on Sasha Banks' level. I'll I'll agree. They weren't. They weren't great. They were. They were what they were. <laughs> Okay, they were what okay. they were. Now, now, now you're changing your tone a now, little bit. That, that's not what you said five minutes ago, though. Listen, but this is another thing. Let's not act like WWE Hall of Fame doesn't have Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior in there. Fucking Sam, uh, but we're agreeing with you on that. You're, right. You're, you're trying to... You, so you have to argue with me like I'm saying something crazy. You did say something crazy. You disagreed with us and said that they were... They, they, I got to give them credit. They were good in the ring. You said that about five minutes ago, and now you're changing your tone. No, they were... Look, they were better than Eve Torres. They were better than fucking Caitlyn. Let's remember some of these trash-ass wrestlers that were in the Divas division back then. All right? To be honest with you, they were in the same level as them. Let's be honest yeah. here. No, no. They oh, no. they stepped it up. How many times have you seen any of these bum-ass divas from that era do a fucking suicide dive or change their style because they got injured or, you know, train with Daniel Bryan when they didn't need to be doing it? They already had the money and the clout and everything like that. Training with Daniel Bryan and learning new styles and shit like that. New, and learning, new, learning new styles and then not executing it in the ring, right? Because all Brie was doing at the end was just copying <laughs> yeah, all of it, Daniel it, Bryan's moves and doing them half ass. Let, let's move. Uh, let's move on here, but because cause Sam. Sam, I love you, Sam, too. But you're you're not helping your case right now, brother. You're not. You're yeah. not proving a point. All I'm saying is they they deserve a little bit more respect from the Marky Mark Internet Wrestling Community standpoint because everybody seems to shit on them so quick and throw all these negative things out there like oh they were dating cena and daniel bryan and oh they were this if they weren't twins they wouldn't be where they were and blah 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 <laughs> well this is what i gotta say to them shut the fuck up they put in a ton of work a lot more work 
than any of these fucking marks out there that want to complain on the internet do. You know what I mean? There's a ton of sleepless nights, a ton of time in the gym, and fucking, you know, flights and shit like that, and the sacrifice that goes into what they had to do. So that's why I think that they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. That's my point. Okay, but we, we do that. We, too. we we actually did agree with most of what you just said right now. We we I, I think everybody expected me to go on a rant and I kind of explained everything pretty down to the T. I didn't disagree with you. I think I might have gone on a rant. Exactly, because you want to add Sasson to the Bellas. Yeah, I like them, man. They're nice people. They're nice people. I met Nikki. She's very nice. She's a nice girl. So. Bitch. All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> let's move. move on. What are Let, we talking about? All right, let's talk about TakeOver. Let's talk about NXT, you know, the real wrestling show. <laughs> um, um, Man, Jack and Keith Lee, man. Whew! They started that show and... It was one of those matches that, yo, is anybody going to top this? Obviously, later on in the night, we we got more incredible matches. But, wow, for two big men, some of the things that they do in the ring, it's like, how are you guys doing it? Uh, I thought it was a great match. And we said it. Uh, the right guy went over, and that was Keith Lee. Uh, Sam? Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, top to bottom, from start to finish, man. Um, I was trying to think, what what was it? He threw that Herakarana in the beginning to like kind of like get the crowd started up, fired mm-hmm. up, and then it just took. No, that one spot, that one spot that really stands out to me is when he jumped off uh, the top rope to the to the chair when he had him sitting in the chair. That was cool. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I, what that, I, what I liked about that spot too is right before that spot with the chair, uh, where he uh, dijected like kind of like that. Um, I guess it was kind of like a senton. Yeah, when he landed on Keith right before the spot, when Keith Lee had Dijak on the chair and he was just chopping the shit out of him, mm. I that I thought that was very creative, like just sitting him down and just chopping the shit out of him. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're they're innovative, and uh, I like the way it ended, like a mutual respect kind of thing. They both get a standing ovation, and like you said, from there it was like, where do we go? Who's gonna top this? And it just continued to get better. This might be uh, one of those shows of the year that make your list down the line this is a uh, this is one of the better takeovers that i can remember uh any thoughts on uh this match uh leo i love the match i told you guys i love keith lee what he's doing i actually tuned into backstage when he was on there what he said with mark henry basically saying that he's the most versatile person in there I not agree. only for a big guy but also he's able to bring uh things in and to hear that from mark henry which mark henry was the one that put him over like that uh was really good we we I think Mario, you and I have have a special connection to Dijak and, and Keith Lee. Going back to again what we always said when we saw them on Connecticut, yeah, because we were able to them see in them the live. Stuff. Yep. Yeah, but uh, what they're able to do there, it, it's just it's crazy, and it's funny because they just started. So now imagine when they get to work with different guys, and then they come back together again later down the line, when they can have those matches, when they've gotten the psychology of the WWE. And the way of storytelling from the WWE, which is different from the indies. Mm-hmm. So now imagine what kind of match or what kind of series you can get further down the line when they're in the system already. So I love this match. When it comes to Keith Lee, I just look at him and I'm like, man, I'm so happy for this guy. Because going back to what you said, seeing him in the indies and just seeing him him performing at La Boom in Queens 
and other like smaller independent promotions and now seeing him in WWE backstage holding holding a title and kind of what he said getting praise from guys that he uh looked, that he looked up, up to, to. like yeah. Booker T and Mark Henry and one thing I love about Keith Lee is the way he talks and the way he uh pronounces b- words is very articulate the way he talks mm-hmm. and um it's just something different about that cat he oozes charisma and um Man, much but, success but he, to the guy. I'm sorry, but he said it himself in the in the actual backstage interview, talking to Mark Henry. He said that he has to bring that charisma. He has to bring that him believing in himself because he is able to do all those things. Mm-hmm. Sammy. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I agree with everything. You want to move on to the Dakota Kai Tegan Knox because no. we were kind of me and Leo yeah. were kind of shitting on this when we uh, last. Uh, talked about it, but man, yeah, these, and these people players, reminded me right after the match. They were like, "See, you were wrong." The match was good. The match was good. good. I, was I think, good I think the ending was a little bit uh, fagazi, fagazi with um, I think her name is uh Raquel, Raquel Garcia, maybe that's her name. The, the Spanish chick that Gu- came in, Guara- and, Guadalupe Martinez. Go clean that, 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 You know what? That that's disrespectful, bro. <laughs> what, what, what the hell, bro? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> My computer's. Crazy. That is a disgusting ass. Anyway, she came in and I think she had tried to do like a choke slam type gimmick to Tegan Knox through the table and she completely like her head hit the table and the table didn't break. Table didn't break, yeah. And uh, and Dakota Kai went over. Now here's my thing about this. We know. Tell me actually let me put it this way. Tell me right now, what two female wrestlers could go through a table? Charlotte. Nope. Charlotte tried it and she failed in Japan. Because they were trying to do that for one of the matches that they were going to do. Nia Jax? <laughs> yeah. Beth Phoenix? Yeah. Nyla Rose. That's it. Well, no, we're talking about WWE no, no, right but, now. But, no, no, but that's what I was going to. Put some of these girls through tables, though, right? Okay, but but the thing is this. They're trying to not use a gimmick table. Because mm-hmm. then you run into the thing of, oh, it was cut. And it cut down right down the line. Tamina? Okay, but you need that extra force. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know I'm going to jump ahead and, and I don't care. So in, in the in that concerto match shit that they had on SmackDown, the the sympathy of destruction match, whatever that was, right? Mm-hmm. I am a thousand percent sure that when Braun Strowman took Shinsuke and to drop piano? him on the piano, the piano was supposed to break. I don't think that piano was gimmick. I thought the piano was supposed <laughs> to break. And, I gimmick a piano. But <laughs> you, you you could gimmick a okay, piano. You, you, you want to know? It's not a real piano. You want to know? You take Sammy? all the shit from the inside and it's just wood. no, no, no. You leave all the stuff on the inside. You want to know how you make it break, Sam? Go ahead. You so. take the legs, you take a sawzall, you cut about 75 to 80% of the leg and wait for that bottom piece for it to open up when you put weight on it. That's how you can make a piano. Thank you very much. But yeah. what, hap- WWE, hire Leo but what happened with that was that's why they did the count so close to the piano because it was supposed to break and the, the call was supposed to be on the piano itself. Now, with women, okay, I've seen a whole bunch of videos where they try to do a, a, a table spot and it doesn't break. Because you don't have the, the mass or, or, or the weight behind it to break that, that table. So let's just get to a point where, you know what, maybe we don't need to break a table. Maybe, maybe get a couple of candlesticks, put them in between two chairs, and make that the look. Maybe they could just have different tables for women. But what kind of table are you going to have? A plastic one? Like they use in uh, a Buffalo? They use the Japanese tables. Nah, those are even harder yeah, than the real tables. Yeah, those are even harder. Even the chairs, uh-huh. too. Yeah, those are harder. They fucking take for it. it, You you got these fucking two hundred pound guys that they don't get go right through them. There's like a little pause before they go through the table when they land it. Ah, hmm. 
All right. Well, just skip the table spots from now on. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Don't put. You don't need that in the female matches. Well, yeah. Dakota Kai went over, so I was right on that too. And Guadalupe Martinez too. Yeah, you're, you're fucked up for that. Um, so the Broserweights captured gold, and I'm so happy yes. for them, man. Yes. Uh, dude, I'm so happy really that Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle captured those titles. Um, the match was great, and it was time. It was time. As much as I love Undisputed Era. Um, the bro- the Broserweights needed to get those titles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, their charisma just you know it comes through the the screen. Um, man, uh, I I really love their work, and I'm continuously excited to see where it goes. Whether you know they wind up breaking up and then they have a a run together where they're they're you know battling it out. You know, I don't think that that should happen right away. Maybe in a couple months, maybe closer to like Survivor Series or, just, you know, let them run with it for a while. And then, you know, have I, Pete Dunne turn on, on Riddle. I agree with a long title run for the Broserweights. It's starting to look on based on what we saw on NXT TV this week. It's starting to look like that the Grizzle Young Vets are going to be in NXT, not NXT UK anymore. And they want to be the number one tag team. So I wouldn't be surprised if they end up being the next challenger for the Broserweights. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's talk about another great match that happened on the TakeOver card. Finn Balor running right through Gargano. Um, the match was good. It was a very technical match. Man, shout-outs to Finn Balor because he feels rejuvenated in NXT. He feels like a completely different person. He looks like a different person. Um, good for him. I'm so happy for this guy. And we're starting to see Finn Balor at his full potential since he's returned to NXT. Uh, Sam, what's your thoughts, man? I feel like this is even better than his first NXT run. You know what I mean? Like, he, his first NXT run was good. Uh, I wouldn't consider it great. Though. And then he got to the main roster and they tried to do something great with him and then he wound up getting hurt and then it was all downhill from there. So f- for right now, I feel like this is the best work since he's got signed to WWE. You know what I mean? He's- I, I'm kind of like 50-50 with that opinion because one, I don't think NXT was as hot as it is now when Finn Balor was there. You got to remember, uh, Finn Balor had two NXT title runs, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was just one? Mm-hmm. I thought it was two. No, that's Samoa Joe. I'm sorry. Um, but he was the longest reigning NXT champion yeah. at that time. I feel like NXT at the time, it was hot, but not as hot as it is now. You know? It was hot locally. So I feel like that's probably why it stands out more with Finn Balor now. Also, you got to keep in mind, as much as I like Finn Balor, his Raw and SmackDown runs weren't as memorable, you know? No, nah, they definitely weren't. They definitely weren't. But the match was great, like- though. Once he got hurt, Vince was kind of like iffy to use him. Like he didn't know how to use him once he got back. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's put a pause on Gargano. We'll get back to that um, later on when we talk about the main event. But I think we could go on a on a, a long uh, conversation here when we talk about Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Uh, they first of all they had an incredible match, and yeah. Rhea Ripley went over. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair ends up attacking Rhea, and then how good does Charlotte Flair look? Oh, she looks so good. I'm telling you, ever since she started dating she, Andrade, that's she's what getting, Adobo does to your she, life. Man, she loves that Latino <laughs> heat, and man, she is looking whoo. Um, well, okay, so we had an incredible match between both ladies. So props to them, and then also Charlotte gave a nice little receipt to Bianca Belair. 
we fast forward to NXT TV. Bianca Belair interrupted. Um, who was the match? Uh, I think it was Caden Carter and Chelsea Green, if exactly. I'm not mistaken. Exactly. And a match that nobody cared about. Sorry, exactly. just being honest. And uh, Bianca Belair just shows up and says, "Hey, uh, you don't even go here um, anytime, any place. Something down those lines." So challenges. Um, Charlotte Flair, and we're getting now that match: Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair at Wednesday's uh, NXT. So, with all that being said. We did a poll on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Do we should we get a three way now at WrestleMania for the NXT Women's Championship? Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair. Do we need that? Should it happen? Um, you know, we'll start with Sam and then we'll go around the room. Sam, what's your thoughts on everything? The the match. Um, you know, Charlotte Flair attacking Bianca. Bianca calling her out. What's your thoughts on everything? Well, I think that everything is is working out perfectly right now in the storyline aspect when you you think about it. The thing uh, that I'm with the mixed feelings is adding Bianca Belair to the WrestleMania match. I would love to see it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like apprehensive because it all depends on what their plans are. Um, I believe that Charlotte should, you know, put... Rhea Ripley over clean at WrestleMania and, you know, kind of like not really pass the torch because Charlotte isn't done yet, but like kind of put her over as this is the next big female star. This is the next credible threat in the women's division. If you add Bianca, that takes away from that moment. But does Bianca deserve to be at WrestleMania? Absolutely. Uh, She's been doing a phenomenal job. She stood out at the Royal Rumble. She's grabbing the mic. She's got the charisma down. She's got the in-ring down. She's got the look down. She's, you know, perfect WWE superstar. Um, So does she deserve it? Yeah, but like I said, it'll take away from that moment of actually putting Rhea Ripley over. Now, if you have Rhea Ripley over Charlotte at WrestleMania, and then you continue with Rhea and and Bianca down the line, then you put Bianca over. Now you got two stars, you know. So I'm I got mixed feelings about it. I wouldn't be mad if they added her, but at the same time, is it the right move? I don't know if it's the right move. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you you kind of stole my thunder there because I, I yeah, agree. What the with, hell, Sam? No, 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 no. Sam Sam put it on. Uh, he he said what he said pretty good. Uh. Yeah, you know, does Bianca Belair deserve to be at WrestleMania? Absolutely. She's way beyond deserving. The the way she performs, she's a star, Mm -hmm. the way she carries herself. But should it happen? The question is, should it happen? And I can't say that it should because you go back to Survivor Series, Rhea Ripley was white hot, and I'm not saying she's not hot anymore. As much as you have the IWC behind Bianca, there's not necessarily an uproar for Bianca to be part of this match yet. It's not like the Daniel Bryan situation where WWE had to call an audible since CM Punk left and had to throw Daniel Bryan into the match because everybody was so hot on Daniel Bryan. They wanted him to main event WrestleMania because they didn't want Batista and Randy Orton. We're not getting those vibes from Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. People actually want to see this match. In many ways, you can't even necessarily tell who's the heel in the face between Charlotte and Rhea Ripley here. So, could we see Bianca in the match? Yeah. Would I be mad at, mad at it? Absolutely not. 
hey, the match will be incredible. Hey, I'll even go a step further and say those three women will have a better triple threat match than the main event we got last year at WrestleMania. But should the match happen is the question, and kind of what you said, Sam, I don't think, I, I kind of don't know. Because it's like, if it does happen, they're like, oh, they, you know, they, they, there's going to be, I feel like if it doesn't happen, we're going to get backlash. If it if it does happen, we're still going to get backlash from certain from certain parts of the fan base. You from get what I'm blacks. saying, Sam? From the blacks. Sam? Oh, my God, Leo. Come oh, on. I'm going to go down that route. Go ahead, Sam. Man, I agree with you, Mario. Uh, I, I totally agree. It's uh, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yes, yes, I, yes. I, I feel like they, they – my strongest feeling is they shouldn't do it. They should have Rhea go over Charlotte and then have the feud between Rhea and Bianca continue and then have Bianca go over Rhea, and that's how you make, you know – Bianca. I came up with a, an, an idea, and I'll, I'll share it with you guys. Okay, so if Bianca doesn't get put in this uh, Mania match, what can we do with her? And what I thought was, like, why don't we have a multi-women ladder match at NXT TakeOver to crown the number one contender for that NXT title and have Bianca win it? That'd be dope. That'd that, be really dope. Because obviously Rhea's not going to defend that NXT title at TakeOver. I highly doubt that. Yeah. I don't yeah, see it, that happening. If she does, it would be a throwaway match. It would be stupid. I mean? It would be so stupid because you're working to this program between Charlotte and Rhea only to have another program at NXT TV where she defends a title and people are going to be like, oh, well, Rhea's going to win. So it would be useless. I would really be upset if they that's how they did Bianca. That would really kill her her um, her momentum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because and I could see WWE doing that too, just to have an extra match on Takeover, just to say that there was like the women's championship defended or something like that, and they put Bianca in that situation where like you know, oh, if she wins tonight, she could be taking on Charlotte, and then you know, Rhea just goes over, and that's that's WWE booking like classic kill fucking momentum shit, and I don't want to see it. I'm just hoping that Triple H knows better from prior mistakes. Absolutely. Because that's a very Vince McMahon thing to do. I agree. You know? Leo, do you have now, any... Oh, shit, okay. Here we go. So if... And if it doesn't happen, if you don't put Bianca in there, you're going to have black Twitter go crazy because they're going to say that it's racist. Now, hear me out. <laughs> okay. What other black guy <laughs> or black person is in WrestleMania? Come on, man. No, 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 no. I'm being serious. Um... Other than then in the thirty man well, battle royal, the, the ma- well, you know the card hasn't hasn't been fully well, announced yet, okay. Leo. No, but I'm saying like if if you actually look at it, right? Where do you have the new day? I, it, they gotta have a spot. In okay, the, the, that's going in the pre-show. I'm sorry if you're if you're <sighs> looking on, at, man. but I'm be I'm being serious. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna think Unfortunately, there, there's no way they're doing coffee for the pre-show. This guy wasn't one of the main matches last year. I don't year. care. Unfortunately. <sighs> One of the things that has haunted Vince McMahon throughout the years is that he is a racist. That he doesn't he does not want a hundred percent black man to or women to be in the title picture or be champ. That is that is what is out there, correct? Now we're in we're theories, the theories, theories. theories yeah. Okay, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Now I am in a couple of wrestling groups that is dedicated oh, to God. the the culture, right? <laughs> and that's what they say. That is the only thing that they're saying. Oh, finally, we have Bianca Belair doing it for the culture. So now what? If you keep her off, then you're basically going to be a racist. Well, I think Trinity will have a spot at WrestleMania. Yeah, Naomi, yeah. Okay. 
Naomi. Pre-show. No, man. You can, everything cannot be on the main show. I, 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 you know what, Sam? Leo might have a point here. If Bailey's still champion, she's going on the pre-show. I'm everything sorry. Everything cannot <laughs> be on the main show, and that's what we like. I was looking. Nobody at, gives a at, shit about Bailey. That, okay, I was looking at that fake list that has been making the rounds mm-hmm. that people have sent to us yeah. about this fake uh, or fake or alleged WrestleMania breakdown. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I looking at all those matches. Okay. You're going to have Dolph Ziggler and, and, and Otis. That's going in the pre-show. I don't care if you have Mandy Rose as a special referee. That's going That's in the, the pre-show. Main event, Leo. What are you talking that about? is not the main event. What, what? The Women's <laughs> Championship. Unless Charlotte's involved, that's going on the pre-show. The tag team matches, those are going on the pre-show. You're going to tell me you're going to put Brock Lesnar on the pre-show? No. You're going to put The Fiend on the, on the pre-show? Nope. You're going to put John Cena and Elias, which is... Supposedly supposed to happen. <laughs> you know that that's going to go on the main show. So now when you start to break it down, first of all, it's going to be like nine hours worth of wrestling that day. <laughs> but not everything's going to go on the actual show. So now you need to put Bianca Belair into this match for the culture. Now it is going to dirty everything because it even dirties the winner of the Royal Rumble. You're supposed to get a, a match against the champion, but now you got to go against somebody else. I mean, that? I mean, there's ways around it, but I feel I, going back to what Sam said. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, okay. right, Sam? Yeah, sorry. man. I'm just I'm still mad about the computer. Sorry. <laughs> you went down a rabbit hole there, Leo. But it's the truth, though. <laughs> but it's the truth. That's why I kind how of many, how many people were mad because Kofi lost that fast. I was pissed. I was, I was. I was. Okay. I was, so I, now I, I, I understood it, but I I felt for Kofi. Now imagine how bad people felt for the culture that he lost. Man, I just hate that term so much. I know you do, but I, that's what I'm trying to say. It's such an oversaturated. It's term, used for everything, and people don't even really understand the meaning behind what. For the culture actually means, but people just say because it it's the. I heard a Spanish. Thing to say. I heard a Spanish guy. Other than me, I, I'm I'm joking around here because I know it has to do with racism if they don't put her in there, and that's what they're gonna take it to to McMahon. Mm-hmm. But for the culture, I heard a Spanish guy say, "Oh yeah, I'm doing this for Mexico for the culture." Okay, first of all, first of all, that term is is nowhere close to Spanish people. Just saying. I feel like if you want to do something for the culture, maybe you should just not even use that term. Just do it. Just do it. Just do exactly. it. Exactly. Just like Nike. Just do it. But going back to this whole <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair thing, again, you're dirtying up the whole mystique of if you win the Rumble, you get a, a, sh- a title at, you get a shot at a title because it's not even the heavyweight title now. All right. Let's talk about something that's no. not for the culture. Um, Let's talk about this Adam Cole Champa main event. Two white guys. Whoo, man! What a match! Th- this was my favorite match of the night. What an ending! I, I love this match so much. They beat the shit out of each other, and they gave us an ending that nobody saw it coming. Yeah, but, I definitely didn't see it coming. But I did a post the next day saying, for those that you know didn't understand, didn't it. get it. Champa got what he deserved because Champa's been doing this to Gargano for years. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Um, there's been a little bit of the rumor going around that they're going to have a loser leaves NXT match mm-hmm. at the takeover at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. The way Champa's career's been going with the injuries and the neck injury and things like that, and the, I don't think that there's much gas left in that tank, this might be the perfect way to write him off into the sunset. You know what I mean? He's stated before that he doesn't want to go to Raw or SmackDown. He's not interested in working that schedule. 
So, I mean, this might be the match that we wanted at New York's takeover back uh, last WrestleMania. Done now. And now it's going to be finally closing the chapter on DIY for good, I think. And Man, I think that's great. You know, I didn't even think of that theory that of Ciampa possibly retiring man Damn. yeah he's been hurt a couple of times yeah you, you know what yeah. it is too see i was like under the pressure like man i don't want like a loser leaves nxt because i instantly think like yo one of them's gonna go to raw or smackdown and i just feel based on like guys like champa and gargano adam undisputed era we'll throw all of them in there guys like that because of their size i feel like as long as Vince is running the ship, they're not going to get a spot, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Vanilla midgets. And that scares me for those guys. So when I started reading the rumors of a possibly, you know, and, and you know, not even the uh, rumors, also, you know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa hinted it on NXT TV saying that one of us needs to leave NXT, you know, for him to get Goldie back. I was like, no, I don't want either one of them to leave. But, man, uh, you know what? You might have something there with your theory, Sam. And if that does happen, bro, I'm going to praise you for it because that's one hell of a theory. Yeah, I, you know what? I wouldn't be mad at it. And I, I think I think it's time, man. You see the gray in his beard. His, You know, he just. Hey, man, stop disrespecting his beard. Hey, man, I got gray in my beard. No disrespect. I'm just saying, like, he's not getting any younger, and, you know, his daughter isn't getting any younger either. And I think he would be a great, um, you know, mentorship role coach, at NXT coach. for any, you know, like, young talent that's coming in off the indies because he definitely transitioned his style from his indie style to more of, like, I feel like the NXT style, It's 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 got its own style. It's It's – the best style in, in professional wrestling other than probably the new Japan style. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like he would be able to sit down with young talent, teach them, you know, the ropes and how things are done in NXT, because it's definitely a step up from your independent scene that a lot of these guys are coming from. And, uh, you know, he could definitely transition to that role really easily. And, you know, we get to see his swan song at uh, takeover Tampa. Well, we'll see what happens at Tampa. Uh, one more thing so we can wrap up with NXT. Adam Cole, he obviously retains the championship at uh, TakeOver. Now going into Tampa. It looks like we're not going to get this four-way based on what we're seeing right now with the whole Ciampa and Gargano storyline. Mm. Finn Balor, in a way, kind of be could be in limbo because could we potentially see Balor and Cole at Tampa? Possibly. Two heels. I don't know about that. Possibly. You you don't you, know. You we we seen we seen Stranger Things. Yeah. Also, NXT is a little bit different. So, two mm. heels in theory, but you're gonna get the back and forth dueling chance at the takeover. That's also, true. Also, we have this Roddy Strong, Velveteen Dream beef, and then Undisputed Era attack Dream after Dream beat Roddy. Could we potentially see Adam Cole defend that title against Dream? I. I would love to see that, you know, because I feel like Velveteen Dream, man, I just, I got, I got to say I'm a Velveteen Dream fan. I'm a mark for Velveteen Dream. So uh, I would, I would love to see him, you know, take out Adam Cole at, at, uh, at TakeOver Tampa. But um, I can also see Finn Balor get injected into that too, uh, just because, you know, the fan base 
will have those dueling chants, like you said. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. I feel like Adam Cole, even though we see him as a heel, uh, like they book him as a heel, we don't see him as a heel. We see him as a baby face. You know what I mean? We saw that at Brooklyn, and especially that takeover Tampa crowd is going to be uh, a traveling crowd. So, uh, you know, people are going to be doing the baby when he comes out and cheering for him and things like that. So, you know, it could go either way. But personally, I would love to see the Velveteen Dream match, you know. Okay. Uh, Leo, any thoughts? I love the match. I love the ending. I love how you brought in Undisputed Era, how you thought he was going to make it through, how you thought he wasn't going to make it. And then ultimately you have Gargano come out and you have that finish. Now, double cross. I did feel like, oh, I'm going to see this again. Like, I really don't want to. But, not to blow smoke up your ass, but with that post that you did saying, you know, Ciampa has done it already, I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because it, it reminded you. Yeah, it exactly. reminded you of all the history of Champa being a scumbag to Gargano. Mm-hmm. So if you don't follow Lucha Outsiders, you do that right now. Follow us everywhere at Lucha Outsiders. All right. Two more things on the WWE front, and then we'll go to AEW. So there's a rumored match, supposedly, potentially, might be happening at Mania. We posted it about a week or two ago on our page, and the rumors are coming and coming every single day. All right. It looks like AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, will be challenging the phenom, The Undertaker, at WrestleMania. Sam, we'll start with you. This is the match that I've been clamoring for for years. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are shitting on The Undertaker because of what happened with Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. He is way past his prime. You know, obviously, he's, he's an older man now. Um, I think we could get a good 10 to 15 minute match a really good 10 to 15 minute match that could steal the show with AJ Styles um I feel like AJ is the perfect talent to get Taker where he needs to be uh you know what I mean I love it I think that you look back at Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels this could potentially be Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels too just not a 25 minute match cut 10 minutes off give him 15 minutes and, you know, I think Shawn I Michaels it. versus Undertaker won at WrestleMania 29. I think that was close to 45 minutes. Was it 45 minutes? Close to it, I believe, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I'm <laughs> I got I'm going to see The Undertaker in two weeks on March 7th. So, ask I'll, him. I'm I'll pretty show... sure he remembers how long that match was. Uh, no, I'm not going to ask him. He's I'm going to show I'm going to see how, you know, good he looks. You know what I mean? If he's overweight, if he's in shape. You know what I mean? If he looks tired, because there's <laughs> been times where so I've gone to these, I've gone to these meet and greets. Kurt Angle can't even stand up. Okay, you know what but, I mean? Okay, but you, okay, uh, are you the medical examiner for the state of Florida? That's uh, right, <laughs> the state of New Jersey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure the Undertaker can go with AJ Styles. I'm gonna be the one to make that call, Leo. No, man. We've seen Undertaker look terrible before in pictures with fans. Okay, Let's not act all, like you got, we, all you got to do is paint your hair black, and then you look 10 years younger. Like, I, I, listen, you can't, just by a man sitting somewhere, I can, you can't judge their physical <laughs> physical condition. You get a congratulations for that, Sam. No, man, you can. He was walking around with a cane a couple years ago because of yeah, his Yeah, that's his brother. Injury. Oh, wait, no, that's not what we're talking about? Oh, no, Leo. Sorry. No. Okay, sorry. Jesus Christ, Leo. Leo, what's your thoughts, man? What the stupid ass joke I just did? Nothing whatsoever. No, about this potential match. I like it. 
I like it because you know what, and and to, to give Sam some credit too, uh, with the Shawn Michaels, it, it, Undertaker was still at a time where you know he couldn't go as much as 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 you thought he would. He couldn't do a lot of the things that he could do. So even he, in the Stone Cold interview, when he was talking about the Triple H match, where he even said, you know what, I, we were not going to be able to do what we did with Shawn, mm-hmm. so we had to change it. Mm-hmm. And those matches still hold their own with Triple H. I'm talking about those they series of matches. Own. Those four matches, I think he, he said it was it was a four, four year thing. Yeah, it was a four year thing. The first two with Shawn, and then the the next two with Triple H. He caught he. Puts that on like kind of like the same chapter, yeah. if you will. So now, do I want it? Yes. Yes, because you know what? The Undertaker does not deserve to be let go like that, to have a match like that. Now, do I want to see it? Yeah, because AJ is involved. Mm-hmm. But don't give me no screwy finish. I don't need the club coming in and then Kane coming to help. I don't need, yeah, uh, we don't you know, need none of that. Just nah, straight I up, one-on-one, on one. make it mm-hmm. happen. Have the Undertaker, uh, if he loses, just shake uh, AJ Styles' hand. And say, you know what, kid? We've been looking at what you're doing, and you've been fine. You know, I've been critical on Undertaker in the past. I, you know, when, when Sam's try to clean it up, I get it dirty again because I, you know, you know how I, I am. I call a spade a spade, but I think it's been a long gap that we haven't seen the Undertaker, which that's my biggest critique. Forget about him not looking so good in the ring. Forget about, um, you know, the, his physical condition. I think my biggest critique when it came to The Undertaker is more of a sense that we kept seeing him too much. So it it, it kind of lessened his value as a as a performer and as an attraction. That was my opinion. That's my biggest critique. When it comes to this match, I'm pumped for it, man. AJ Styles, he deserves the world. You know, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. I think he he is the best performer that WWE has in my opinion. And when it comes to AJ Styles, he deserves a big match. And why not The Undertaker? Uh, I agree with Sam. I think he could get something out of The Undertaker. Do I think it's going to be a Shawn Michaels caliber? Maybe not that. Maybe I won't go to that extreme because Undertaker's a little bit older now. But if anybody's going to pull anything out of The Undertaker, it's going to be AJ Styles. So I'm, I'm in for it, man. Now, the question is, who should go over? AJ. AJ Styles. AJ Styles should go over. All right. Okay, I'm glad. And, and Undertaker is the one guy that would do that. Yeah, for AJ, right? He he, uh, and again, this is just us talking and our opinion. But I don't see Hulk Hogan doing that. I, I'm sorry, I don't see John Cena doing that. I don't see Stone Cold doing that. I, I don't see I don't see Brock Lesnar doing that. But I see the Undertaker putting him over. I, you know, I can see Austin putting over AJ. I can see I can see Austin put it. Well, if Austin was to ever wrestle again, I can see Austin putting over AJ. He's a big AJ fan. He's a big AJ mark. I what? can see him. I can see him putting him over. You could just tell by you could just tell there's some type of chemistry between Austin and uh, AJ. Just going back to that one Raw at Madison Square Garden, they're back and forth. They have great chemistry together. Yeah, he was on, AJ was the only one that could stand toe to toe with him on the mic. Mm-hmm. Like you man, know how many people backstage were probably like envying AJ. Like fuck, man, I can't believe you got that spot and you like hit a home run with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Braun Strowman definitely fumbled. Definitely fumbled that night. But all right, one last thing on the WWE front. So we're gonna talk about Money in the Sand real quick. Money in the Sand five. You guys watch SmackDown. The show ended with, you know what, man? I gotta praise WWE. They gave us an interesting segment. Goldberg came out of there, huge pop, getting a great reaction from the audience. He didn't get a concussion. He didn't get a concussion, and you know what? Out of everybody that went to, you know, had a little face-off with The Fiend or whatever, 
he didn't look, you know, because Goldberg's half cyborg. He didn't look scared, and he looked like the dominant one here. Um, and you're gonna be right behind me. And the crowd, <laughs> the crowd reacted to it, reacted yeah. towards Goldberg, not the Fiend, like we've been getting in recent months, where it's either been like a dueling chant with like the Fiend or Daniel Bryan, or it's been more favor for the Fiend with the Miz and Seth Rollins. And man, you know, for a money in the sand. Five match, I'm I'm into it, man. I'm in, I'm into it. I you know I don't want Goldberg to win, but I am into this match. Uh, Sam, what's your thoughts? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, Goldberg is gonna go over. He's got a special place of a lot of fans. I'm telling you, bro. No, no, Sam. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. He um for whatever reason, I was never a big Goldberg fan, but a lot of people because he wasn't were, in WWE. That that might have been it, man. I, I wasn't a big WCW fan, to be honest with you. Um, man, he just has a big special place in a lot of people's hearts. Uh, a lot of people stopped watching wrestling when he was gone. You know what you it know? is? He kind of he kind of was like the warrior yes. for WCW, Without except the tassels and minus the racism and the homophobic yeah. stuff. I mean, you know, <laughs> he, uh, like a lot of my friends that don't watch wrestling will tell you, "Oh, my favorite wrestler is Goldberg." And I'll just look at him like, "Okay, whatever," you know. Because obviously you don't really watch wrestling. You, you like, give him the Undertaker wow. face. I give him the Undertaker face, but um, you know, it's just man, he he is an attraction. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. his legions of fans, so I don't see a problem with them putting the title on him, <sighs> so we could get Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, and then him passing the torch per se to Roman. Roman finally gets his WrestleMania moment. Goldberg never had the. Dem- the, the torch to give. Uh, okay, okay. So I can't believe I'm. Do- I can't believe I'm doing this with Sam. But let's say, I hope you're wrong, Sam. But let's say you're I hope I'm wrong too, bro. But let's I hope say, I'm wrong too. let's say the fiend drops the title of Goldberg. Okay. No. Oh man, it hurts me too. And we get Roman and Goldberg at WrestleMania. What do you do with the fiend at WrestleMania? John Cena. I don't know. Do we get the John Cena match and have Cena put him over, even though it's not for a title? Maybe we get the John Cena match, or maybe maybe we keep him off since we got Undertaker. Nah, like, nah, B. What? Nah, B. That yo, what? the fact that you would even say that, nah, no. B. This is a big. This is the Super Bowl of wrestling, and you're gonna keep the Fiend off WrestleMania? Absolutely not. Here's my thing. All right, he's like a fucking uh, horror movie character. So Goldberg kind of like kills him. Like I'm putting quotes up, I know you can't see it, but he kind of like kills him off, like, and then he returns like Michael Myers, maybe at the end of the show. Roman Reigns is, you know, holding the belt up, and here comes the fiend behind him. You know what I mean? And comes attacking him, or you keep him off until SummerSlam. <laughs> That's you going through your bag of ideas and picking out the worst one. He's going through the box of gimmicks. That's terrible, <laughs> Sam. That was pretty bad, but we love you, Sam. We love you, but I don't. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. Maybe some other people are into it. I'm not into that. I think that would be a, a atrocious idea. It's like the worst booking. So you say, what? Put him in there with Cena. You gotta put. You gotta put. You gotta the, put him in something. You gotta put him in something, bro. There's no way. Merch sales. He always gets a reaction. This is the hottest Bray Wyatt has ever been in his career. There's no way after you have him drop the title of Goldberg, Goldberg, you keep him off Mania. There's no way. So you're you're telling me that your your top uh, your top guys have not been able to beat the Fiend, 
And here comes Goldberg, Oldberg, Grandpa Berg, and is going to beat him without. And you're, and you're not going to throw the fiend, fiend a bone here? It, it was barely an inconvenience for him to beat the fiend. You know what I mean? Like, you're basically going to make your whole roster look weak to look Goldberg to make him look strong. They haven't done that before? Yeah, but do you want to do it again? Like, look, they had CM Punk drop the drop the title to The Rock, right? So you get twice in a lifetime between Cena and, and The Rock, right? At least right. they gave Punk the Undertaker match. You can't just leave the Fiend off of Mania. Fans will be upset for that. Or maybe you give the Fiend the Undertaker match. Maybe we're all thinking that we're going to get AJ Styles versus Undertaker, but maybe we get Fiend. I don't, th- I don't think the Fiend could put over the Undertaker. I, no, I know I know Bray Wyatt he, uh, could go in the ring. But you don't think he could carry the match with Taker? It, it, okay. You're trying to make The Fiend look strong, mm-hmm. right? If you put him in a match against The Undertaker and you make The Fiend look strong and then The Undertaker go over, like, it's not going to work. If you put him in that match and you have The Undertaker look strong for then The Fiend to beat him, it doesn't look believable. Like, you need somebody that could sell for The Undertaker but doesn't have to, like, let me put it this way. Goldberg, right? You can't have Goldberg self with somebody, right? Because he's supposed to be this cyborg, this strong person, right? So you can't have him go in a long wrestling match. The Fiend is a quick, I take over everything that you're doing, and I'm going to beat you. You can sneak a win, but I'm still going to beat you type of thing. Um, you can't do that with The Undertaker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. If The Fiend Whoa. if the fiend does end up losing to Goldberg for we're the, right. you know. we right. I, I I know the opponent that we could get for uh, the Fiend at WrestleMania. Uh, who's that? If you actually think, <laughs> if you actually think I was just the right guy at the right place at the raw at the right time, let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right gay guy, <laughs> it, oh, never, it never stops being funny. <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's move on to AEW. <sighs> Yo, AEW, their TV product continues to get better and better every single fucking week. Killing NXT every week. Sam, talk yes. to me, brother. Man, I enjoyed. Pretty much the entire show from the Battle Royal in the beginning. One thing I'll say about Battle Royals, it's not just this one. It's a, a bunch of them. I, I hate the spot where you slide under the, the bottom rope and you're still in the match. Or like you go through the middle. That's just a little nitpicky thing that I can't stand. I hate that. So um, you, that's, that's more of a, a, a match thing. You That's more of a critique of the match, not the actual talent. Right, right. That's just, and that's not just in the AEW. That's all battle royals. It happens in the Royal Rumble now. It happens in every fucking battle royal. MLW battle riot. Oh, yeah, I can't stand that. Just keep keep your fucking ass in the ring, and then if you're out, you're out. You know what I mean? But that's just me. Well, you but, know what? That's uh, you probably are the first person that's ever like disliked that. Like at, at least that I know of. Maybe there's other people that feel the same way, but like I personally don't mind it. Like I, I don't care too much about it. But like that's the first time I've ever heard someone saying like, you know, my nitpick of battle royal matches. I don't like people like going through Locking like a bottom the- rope or like the middle rope and they're still in the match. That's like the first time I've ever heard something like that from a, yeah. from a fan. I don't like it. Uh, you know, I, I just when I think of battle royal, I think of the old battle royals with Andre the Giant and stuff like that. You never saw that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's you just you went me. over, you're out. 
Yeah, that's it. But um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I love that we get the Young Bucks versus uh, you know, Kenny Omega and uh, my man Cowboy shit. The, uh, my man Ape. Cowboy shit. Nice. <laughs> that's right. The um, the elite implodes at AEW's Revolution. Yeah, I think that they've been uh, doing this storyline really well. Um, I think we all expect the Young Bucks to win, and somehow, some way. Adam Page and Kenny Omega, you know, implode. And that's when we see Adam Page kind of go rogue and become like this Austin-like character where he's, you know, kind of just doing his own thing. He doesn't need the elite. He uh, He's drinking beer with the fans. He doesn't really care. I like it. Um, you know, it gets me invested. Uh, you know, I mean, I, everybody likes a rebel. Um, going, skipping past the middle of, of the show because it's kind of escaping me right now but um that main event is what really stands out to me uh with wardlow and uh and cody that crazy moonsault at crazy. the top of the cage was ridiculous that uh, adrenaline junkie bastard when i tell you he brought he ended up fracturing his toe <laughs> okay no, no. out of that whole thing he fractured his toe that's it no concussion did not like he didn't break his neck. Thank God he didn't break a limb or anything like that. Nothing like he fractured his toe. Yeah, and that just goes to show you what kind of lengths he's going to to make this thing uh, a success. You know, we saw him pretty much dive into the stage in Baltimore, and he's now wearing that scar very proudly. Um, you know, he's taking crazy risks, like jumping off the top of a twenty-foot cage. Uh, and it looked great. It looked phenomenal. Um, there's still shots of that and, and the video of that is probably going to be replayed in packages uh, for years to come. Uh, hopefully, AEW will be around for years to come. Um, man, okay, but, you can get it on the WWE Network if they go out of business. Come on, bro. Really, dude? Yeah, we don't want that. Um, that is a disgusting act. AEW is, is great TV. Uh, they continue to be NXT every every week, and um, you know, uh, I'm not saying that you know they're better or anything like that. I'm I'm not trying to pit the two companies against each other. Mm -hmm. um, but man, it it's just a great uh, alternative to have. You know, it's for me when TNA was doing its thing, and it was like the alternative, even though Impact is still around. You know, I'm not gonna you know say it's not not around because I know it's still around. I feel like. AEW is just like it's like a notch above what they were doing. I you know agree, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, it it almost feels like I don't know, like a legit competition is in business, and we have a legit second company, a second threat to WWE. You know what I mean? I, I love I love it, and they've just come out with new action figures, and they oh, look they look so good. Great. They look so great. Yeah, they look awesome. Go, so, going back to that cage match, man, what I loved about it was, first of all, the cage looks amazing. And AEW made a cage match matter. And that's something that WWE has failed to do a lot over the years because they have so many gimmicky matches. So a cage match yeah. is kind of like whatever. But the cage match in AEW, first of all, it kind of looks amazing. It kind, it, You know what it reminds me Different of? Different cage. You ever play No Mercy? Remember the cage in No Mercy? How it was just tall as shit. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of a that's kind of like the vibe I got from it. Um, the match was good. Uh, Warlow, even even for a loss, his first loss in his debut match, it, it didn't take anything away from him because 
Cody had to go to the level where he had to go on top of the cage to hit this fucking moonsault yeah. to get the pin. So I don't think it took anything away from Warlow. And the match was good, man. The, I love the storytelling in the match. And eh, Cody, they, you know, there's an argument to be made here that Cody might be the the number one baby face in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. One part of that match that uh, made me smile was when MJF was like, Slam the door in his face. Arn like, Anderson, yep. Yeah, and Arn Anderson took the cage door and slammed it at MJF. That was great, great shit, man. That was, that was yeah, it was, a, it was a good callback to Arn's history, you know, with, with uh, the D- Dusty. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, let, me, let me just chime in real quick, right? I remember um, Mick Foley said once, you only have so many bumps in you, right? So... Do we really want to go all out and be all crazy with Cody with all these crazy bumps that he's doing? And yeah, we're, they're enjoyable. They're watchable. But what if, you know what, in two years we don't have him anymore in the sense that he can't wrestle anymore? Yeah, he's got um, he's kind of got to tone it down a like, little bit. Like I that, agree. That one, that one was a good visual, but leave that for a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, you could have gone another route to have that match finished. Maybe tie the guy up and then beat him up with a chair or something. You know, like, there's only so many bumps in you. Don't use them all on week-to-week TV. Mm-hmm. Use them to sell your pay-per-views, which is what you want to do, especially in the AEW mantra and how they do business. With the WWE and the network, it's something totally different because we've spoken about that before. With the WWE, they're doing is they're selling their weekly show with their pay-per-views, not the other way around. In AEW, you have to sell your pay-per-view. What did that do, that moonsault? What did it do to you for you to want to want to watch him and MJF other than him winning the match? Well, I'm invested in the story. But aside from the story, did that moonsault get you to say, you know what, I'm more interested now to watch MJF get his ass whooped? Well, see, I'm, I'm going to watch it every week, so it doesn't matter. But I'll say for like a, 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 a fan that maybe strictly watched WWE only, right? And then they were like, you know what? NXT ain't cutting it this week. Let me switch over and see what everybody's talking about AEW. And they see that, then I'm like, man, fuck NXT. I'm watching this next week. Yeah, but they're going to expect that every week. And True. do you really want Cody making that moonsault every week? No, but Cody doesn't. Cody can't do that. I, but that's what I'm saying. They, they have other wrestlers that wrestle that style, and I'm not saying that everybody's going to be jumping off a 20-foot cage, but, like, you got your Pentagon and Ray Phoenix that are going to be doing their flips. You got Kenny Omega that's going to be wrestling with Pac in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Next the Young Bucks, Santana and Ortiz, fucking, yeah. um, you so know. They, they got a roster of guys right now that wrestle a style that will continue to keep people invested if that's what they're looking for, like a crash and burn type of situation because that's half their roster. You know, you look at Darby Allen. That's what he does all, all the time. So, um you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, remember, there's only so many so many bumps in a wrestler's life. Yeah, they just can't. They just can't, they just they can't do it. They just they can't do it every week. I, it's not shit. Cody's probably not gonna even wrestle next week. Yeah, until and until Sunday. I mean, until Saturday for the pay per view. Not only that, but they've been pretty good at rotating guys in and out. Like some sometimes you don't even see the Lucha Brothers wrestle. Sometimes you don't see Kenny Omega wrestle. You know what I mean? Um, so. Hopefully that they they'll continue to do that, and even though sometimes they're kind of like oh, they have Kenny Omega. Why isn't he their top draw right now? You know what I mean. But I think they're doing a good job of what they got right now. They're, they're uh, finally getting their footing right. That's what they're doing, and we've been seeing the progression of the show in recent weeks. How like every show gets better and better. 
Yeah. One thing uh, that I wanted to touch on is uh, the Nyla Rose situation. Uh, Chris Statlander came out and, uh, you know, kind of went face to face. And then Big Swole came out and kind of was like, uh, hey, brother, brother. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was like, whoa, why are we all jumping on Jim Ross Mm -hmm. and Big Swole gets a pass? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because she did it for the culture. It was was funny, bro. (laughs) So, okay. That was a good. That was a good segment, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, my only takeaway from that, I would have really popped and really enjoyed that if it was Awesome Kong that came out. Well, she's doing glow, so she's not gonna be. No, no. But I'm right. saying, like, like storyline wise, when she's saying there's nobody that can get that can match my physicality. You know what? I, I don't have a problem with Chris Statlander. First of all, she looks like a porn star. <laughs> she looks like this porn star, uh, Taylor something. I can't think of the name. But anyway. Uh, I like Chris Statlander, so she's getting a pop every time. There's a reaction for with her. People are investing in her, and Big Swole people are investing in her too. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't mind uh, Big Swole and Chris Statlander being the next contenders for uh, Nyla Rose because Nyla Rose is not dropping that title anytime soon. No, no. Yeah. And you know, you know, you might have hit the nail on the head, Leo, where when she actually is getting ready to drop that title, that they bring back Awesome Kong after she's done with Glow. You know, filming Glow or whatever, and that's who topples, uh, you know, Nyla. So, uh, you know, I, I think that I said last week it might be Chris Statlander, but they might just use her as uh, another stepping stone to get to the Awesome Kong. I didn't even think about Awesome Kong because she's been off TV for so long. You You're know? welcome. So, uh, <laughs> so um, one more thing on AEW. Uh, John Moxley, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb made his AEW debut. Yeah! That, isn't that how you're supposed to say? It? That's not how you say. It. You kind of <laughs> you kind of butchered that, Leo. But anyways, uh, Moxley and Jeff Cobb went at it. Pretty cool match. Uh, Moxley went over, as a lot of people speculated, and but it didn't hurt Jeff Cobb in my opinion because Jeff Cobb looked really really strong in the match. Mm-hmm. And one interesting note about this match is that Taz actually was doing color with Jr. and Excalibur. Post match, you have the inner circle coming out and just beating the shit out of John Moxley. And then Dustin Rhodes came out because he's gonna have a match with uh, Jake Hager at Revolution. And then we get a returning Darby Allen, and man, that dude got a pop because he'll be challenging Sammy Guevara at Revolution. Uh, I thought the segment and the match was pretty good altogether. That skateboard pop of the of uh, Jeff Cobb's head, yeah, that was actually yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Darby Allen, something else. Yeah. He's very unique. Like I said, he he reminds me a lot of Jeff Hardy minus the drugs. Now, let let me ask you guys a question. When Taz was talking about Jeff Cobb, it happened to me. It was like Taz was basically talking about himself. Yes, that's what it was. Did you guys get that too? Yep, I got that exact same feeling. (laughs) I'm like, wait, he's talking about himself. (laughs) With the suplexes and... Yeah, with the center of gravity and lower. And him being, uh, I think, uh, what was it? Jeff Cobb was a former uh, uh, Olympian. Yeah. So... He was putting over Jeff Cobb really, really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You know, a couple months ago, I think one of the complaints we had about AEW was their storytelling ability and not being able to really uh, get across the storytelling. And I'll say they've gone and done a 360. And you think about that segment that we're talking about with the Jeff Cobb. I mean, if you do 360, you're standing in the same place. So it's a 180, right? 180, 180. All right. Fuck you, Leo. Anyway. (laughs) Mario said it. (laughs) I <laughs> uh, fucking Mario too. All right, so listen. Here we go. Here we go. You think about that segment, all right? You got Darby Allen and Sammy, 
right? That's one story that they're getting across. You got uh, Dustin and Jake. That's yep. one storyline. That's two. All right. And then you got the John Moxley and uh, Chris Jericho. So you got three storylines getting, you know, strung along for the pay-per-view in one segment. Mm-hmm. Man, they're doing a phenomenal job over there. We're getting getting across their, their storylines now. And I just got to give them praise because, you know, a couple of months ago we were kind of like, oh, you know, we don't really know what's to come next. You know what I mean? And uh, they're just moving along. It's fucking great. You know? Um. Now, by the way, that does give to my thing. What I always say is that you need stables in wrestling mm-hmm. because any other way you would have had three different uh, segments in that one segment that you had. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. And the New Japan front. We have Tanahashi. Oh, the New Japan. And Kota Ibushi defeating G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa for those IWGP tag titles. And now we have new tag champions, and it looks like Zaka Zaba Jr. And oh, the Zaka Zaba Jr. And Taichi from uh, Suzuki Gun will be the next challenger for those tag titles. I I think it's a good move, putting those titles on Tanahashi and uh, Kota Ibushi. What's your thoughts, uh, Sam? You know, you guys uh, might not agree with this, but I didn't like it, man. I didn't, Why? I didn't like it. it. It reminded me of like a, a WWE type move where you Buddy got, Murphy and Seth Rollins. Right, you got your two like top guys, and they're not really in a storyline right now. So let's make a tag team out of them, and let's throw the tag titles on them. You know, uh, and I, I didn't. You know, that's something I wasn't expecting from New Japan. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm sure we're gonna get great matches out of it. That's the, the. Um, you know, what's the word for like a, a consolation prize? That's a consolation I, prize. I, I feel like you needed to do something with both guys. And here's uh, the reason why I think this. Tanahashi's kind of been like in a in a weird position ever since he dropped the title last year to Jay White. He's kind of he's been, been floundering. He's been kind of been floundering around a little bit, you know. Yeah, treading water, I can see that. Yeah. Okay, and then you Kota Bushi, He ends up winning the G one, right? Yeah. Uh, well, let's go back. He had a pretty good 2019. Started the year as no, never open weight champion. Then he defeated Naito for the Intercontinental Championship. Then he ends up winning the G1, and then he falls flat at Wrestle Kingdom the following night. Wrestle Kingdom night two. He loses to Jay White. You got to give the guy something. So I personally don't mind them being tag champions. I do agree with you that it's a consolation prize. But you got to do something with both guys if they're that hot and they're getting reactions, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not, like, completely shitting on it. It's just, um, it's like I said, a very WWE thing. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 110%. I don't expect that from New Japan, like, ever because they usually – they usually book like a year ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like they usually have their ducks in a row and, you know, we don't really know where it's going to go, but usually everything kind of like makes sense when, when you're you, talking about, you trust it. They have right. a very old school uh, type of booking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's, it is, it is what it is. And, you know, like I said, we're going to get some great matches out of it. So I'll, I'm not going to shit on it, but it's just not what I expected. So. All right. So I'm going to put this up for you guys to decide, all right? Obviously, next week I'm going to go to Chicago for AEW's Revolution. So we could, as of right now, there's only four matches announced, okay? So we could probably zoom by that. We could end the show 
by giving our predictions for Super Showdown, Money in the Sand 5, which I don't think none of us are really that excited for. I'm not watching that shit. Or what? we could talk about the potential rumors about the WWE uh, pay-per-views potentially going to ESPN+. Plus. So I'm letting you guys decide. ESPN+. Which... Plus. ESPN+. Plus. Do you want to do the predictions for Revolution first before we talk about that? I, I would rather do Revolution and ESPN+. Plus. I don't really want to talk about Super Showdown. Yeah. I feel like the biggest takeaway from that is you know Goldberg, Oldberg, Oldberg, and, and the want it to happen, so that's it. All right, AEW Revolution. Yours truly will be there, so make sure you follow us. You gonna be there? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there in the flesh. So make sure. Um, oh, is you... that why you're going to Chicago? Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> so make sure you follow our social webs, Instagram, wow, Facebook, Leo. and yeah, just stay tuned. All right, AEW Revolution, yes. Chicago. Back in Chicago. Jake Hager, Dustin Rhodes. This is Jake Hager's first match in AEW. There's no way this man is losing. No, Hager going over. Uh, Sam? Yeah, I agree with you. It's time for Dustin to put people over anyway. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody's going to be upset with Jake. No, and I think Dustin, the 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 type of mind he has for the business, he's going to want to put Jake Hager over. Question. Absolutely. Do you, make, do you make Hager look really strong against Dustin? I would. Yes, but I don't want I don't want him to go right through Dustin either. You know, I can't. May, maybe they kind of have like a, a similar match like Dustin and Cody have. Okay. Similar, just minus the blood. Of course, and and the hug at the end. Yeah, obviously the hug at the end. If they have that type of style match, I'll be okay with it. I don't want him to go right through Dustin. You know. Okay, Sammy. Yeah, um, I I would. Honestly, I wouldn't do a squash match, but I would make him look very, very, very like Strong. almost unbeatable. You know yeah. what I mean? He's supposed to be um, fucking like Jericho's heavy. You know supposed what I mean? Supposed to be the muscle. And, yeah. So um, very little offense from Dustin, but not a like complete squash. You know what I mean? And just have Jake go over in a very decisive way. That's the way I would book it. Okay. We got uh, the Elite Explosion. Kenny Omega. Hangman Page defending those tag titles against the Young Bucks. Man, it, it, it depends where they're going with the story because I think you could make an argument for both teams here. You know, uh, Kenny Omega, Page going over, makes sense. You know, they're looking great as a tag team. You know, it further tells their story when when one turns on the other, whether that's Omega on Page or Page on Omega. But then it's also like maybe you should put these titles on the Young Bucks, man. It, mm -hmm. Maybe it's that time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean towards Omega and Page. I think they're gonna retain. I'm going with the Young Bucks. I feel like they should strike now with the with the uh, the storyline turn. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they let it stretch out a little bit. But I'm gonna stick to my guns and go Young Bucks uh, winning the tag titles, and we get Adam Page kind of going a little nuts here, running amok. Mm -hmm. uh, Leo, any thoughts on this tag match? Uh, I think the Young Bucks should get the title, but not just right now. Maybe wait a little bit. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I, I would assume this is going to be the semi-main event. Keep in mind, there's only been four matches announced. So I'm sure that we're going to get some more matches announced uh, this week on AEW. MJF versus Cody Rhodes. Um, Cody has to go over here, but I would not be surprised if MJ MJF beats him because I think everybody's expecting Cody to go over, you know? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think MJF is going to go over to this one. Uh, I think that this is Cody's chance to make a new star. And even though MJF uh, does enough for himself on the mic and we, you know, 
we all love to hate him or hate to love him or whatever you want to say about him. Uh, you know, he's got to win because he's he's got to be you know a, a credible star, a credible heel. You know what I mean? Um, does he do it in a in a decisive manner? No, absolutely not. He's a sneaky shit you know, it's chicken shit heel. So uh, is there going to be some cheating involved? That's the way I would go. Uh, maybe get Warlow involved in some way, somehow. Maybe he, uh, you know, hurts Brandy and it gets Cody's attention off of off of the match for, uh, you know, the moment. And... You're gonna, you, you think MJ's gonna, MJF is going to snuff Brandy like uh, Chris Jericho did to Shawn Michaels' wife? Yep. Uh, that's the route I would go. Cause he, MJ, you know. Brandy will take the hit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh it's heat 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 and that's what MJF loves. He's a heat magnet. So um, you know, why not throw uh some some despicableness in that match and you know we get MJF over and he comes to Dynamite next Wednesday, you know, grinning ear to ear, big smile with that pinky ring and he's talking shit and we get, you know, a continuation of the storyline. I don't think it ends at Revolution, I feel like that's something that should continue into Double or Nothing. Leo, now, now is Double or Nothing the next pay per view? That will be the next pay per view in May. Now, Double or Nothing is their WrestleMania, correct? No, All Out is their WrestleMania. And when is All Out? That's in uh, September. Do you let this feud carry all the way to September, or do you get stale? I wouldn't. I think if you're going to end it, you end it at Double or Nothing. Okay, because what I'm thinking is, you need to have a rubber match, correct? I mean, if if because you've had one already, nah. MJF and Cody they never haven't won. wrestled yet. Nope. Uh, they haven't touched yet. Okay, so this is their first meeting. Cody has been trying to get to him. Mm-hmm. Has not gotten to him. Nope. MJF beats him. Cody finds a way to fight him again at All Out or the next pay per view coming up. Because what you want to do is. And and in business, it's always how do you do against your last year's predictions? How do you do against your last year's numbers, correct? So now, you didn't have a revolution last year, right? So now, your hottest storyline right now, which I think Cody and MJF is the hottest storyline in AEW, you go ahead and you expand that to All Out, so then you're able to sell that more than you're trying to sell revolution because now you're able to go against yourself you're able to benchmark what you did the year before to what you're doing now. So yeah. business 101, you let this go on to all out, and that's where you get the payoff. That's a long time, but we'll wait and see. Just saying. All right, main event time. Or double or nothing, sorry. John, John Moxley yeah. challenging Chris Jericho for the AEW championship. Mm. You can make an argument for both guys here, but, you know, as much as I would love to see John Moxley win this, I love both guys here, but... I don't think Chris Jericho drops it yet. I think he keeps going. Le champion. I agree with you, man. Um, I don't think John Moxley is the guy that you you put the title on either, man. I really, uh, I think. Why, why do you say that though? Because the dude's white hot and he's getting Austin-like reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is, but where do you go from there? That's the that's the that's problem. The, that's the question. Well, I mean, okay. Well, that's easy. Where do you go from here? Chris Jericho wants a rematch, and they continue their story. But then after that is where do you go from here? Right, right. I think Jericho should hold the title until they have somebody. Um, man, I, I don't think you put it on another WWE guy. You know, I, I kind of thought this in my head the other day because I, I, I'm a big John Moxley fan, and I would love to 
see him as champion one day in AEW. I just don't think it should be yet. But this is what I came up with. Um, if we're go booking to all out, right? If we're booking to all out, all out is their WrestleMania, if you will. There's only one guy that could defeat Chris Jericho and take that title from him. And it's the guy that everybody expected him to be a world champion already. And that's Kenny Omega. They need that rubber match. They had a match at Wrestle Kingdom. Omega won. They had a match at Double or Nothing. Chris Jericho won. You give us that rubber match at All Out at their WrestleMania. And Kenny Omega gets his moment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that 100% because he's not a WWE guy. You know what I mean? You already have the title on a former WWE, WWE guy. And I say WWE, right? Who knows? But fucking, you know, I don't think you put it on another uh, WWE guy. You go the route with Kenny Omega or even go back to, you know, you're building up Adam Hangman Page. Jesus fucking Christ. Can I talk today? You be, no. You're building him up to be like this, uh, you know, credible badass. You know, we, we saw him take the L uh, to Jericho before. That's why he's holding the title. Maybe he wants his rematch down the line. So I don't know. I think this is um, a good draw. You know, I think that you're going to see a lot of uh, blood and guts in this match because they had a match at a, a No Way Out in WWE that had tax and all this shit. And Jericho was taking a tack bump and there was like all this. Uh, Wasn't that know, the, uh, the Asylum match? Yeah, the Asylum match. And I, I feel like they wanted to do even more then. And it was probably nixed then by the WWE, uh, you know, um, uh, what's their... Take the your people. time. We got nothing else to do. <laughs> Fuck you, Leo. Well, um, I don't think this is a no DQ match. So unless something gets no, announced this up. week, it's a straight up. I, I don't think they're gonna have that unless they announce something. I think I think it's gonna get announced down uh, this Wednesday. You know what I mean? That uh, it's gonna be a no disqualification match because, man, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna do a hardcore match that they wanted to do that they weren't able to get done in WWE. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's AEW. I'll be there. I'm excited. So, uh, let's talk about, let's end up, let's wrap up the show with these rumors going around with, um, ESPN and WWE. So it's been reported by the Wrestling Observer. <laughs> Dave Nelson. Uh, Dave Nelson reported that. Uh, well, <laughs> okay. So it's been reported this week that, um, you know, it's been rumored for a couple of weeks now that WWE's kind of shopping there, shopping around for potential people that want to invest on their pay-per-views, you know, kind of buy the rights fee for the pay-per-views. I'm assuming it's all the pay-per-views. I, I wouldn't, I don't think it's going to be just specific pay-per-views, right? Am I right here? I don't think it's going to be like the bit, just it, only. It has to be all the pay-per-views. It has to be all of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it came out this week that the potential uh, partner, if you will, is ESPN. So what would happen is, ESPN would get this contract agreement, whatever you want to call it, WWE, all their pay-per-views will move from the network to ESPN plus. And then how does ESPN plus work, Leah? What is it? Like it's a pay subscription and then you got It's a pay subscription. And what you do is you get some uh, uh, content that they put right from ESPN. Mm -hmm. Uh, But most of it, what they're trying to do now is they're trying to build that platform. What's going on with a lot of the streaming services. And even now Viacom CBS is coming out with a streaming service. What they're trying to do is, Trying to get content. Now, ESPN and WWE have worked together. I think, ultimately, 
you do this as the WWE, the network dies. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam? I agree. I agree. Why keep the network? Why keep it? I don't want to keep the network. I can go yeah. to YouTube and get some of this shit. Right. Why keep the network? I mean, it's all fun to, to look back at some of the old content and stuff like that, but who has the fucking time? Well, you'd, you'd be surprised. It's something, well, in 1997. <laughs> yeah, but remember, one of the biggest numbers that WWE has always been pushing since the start of the WWE Network has been new subscriptions, right? If you don't have pay-per-views, why are you even selling the network for? For yeah. a network original uh, so you can see Goldberg and, and uh, Stone Cold talk? I'm okay. I don't need to see that. This is yeah. what I think they should do. If If... This ends up happening. If this deal happens, I don't think the takeovers are going to go to the ESPN Plus, or are they? I don't think so, right? I mean, if it's part of your main roster, like you're selling it to be. Okay. And I don't think takeovers I'm, are going to be strong enough to still sell the network subscriptions. I'm under the impression that it's just going to be the pay-per-views. All the WWE pay-per-views, none of the NXT stuff, none of their originals, none of that stuff. That's what I'm under the impression. We don't know yet, but... If that does happen, and they want to still keep the network alive, get rid of that ninety nine bullshit. Keep it at four ninety nine or maybe five bucks or something, so you people can watch Takeover and some of the original content. Unless you plan on moving all that stuff, all the contact on the WWE Network to ESPN Plus, and then the network dies. But I'm under the impression that the network is still going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I could think of is if. They come out with like new content, like Leo was saying with Stone Cold talking with you know Goldberg and shit like that. I mean, it kind of gives you a little bit of a, a um, an interest, but there might be you know what another thing is they might do tiers. There was talk of tiers where they they might increase the price, and then if you want the WWE pay per views, you pay fifteen instead of ten. Yeah, but the pay per views are not going to be yeah. on on the network that, anymore if they go to ESPN. That's, that's the whole not, point. So then there will be no point to have tiers in the WWE network if all, all the main pay per views are ESPN Plus. But what if that's their thing where it's like, all right, well if you don't want to, you know, get this tier this premium tier then you have to go and watch the pay-per-view on espn plus maybe then why that's the, way. Get the network no no, no, no. The, the thing is if the pay-per-views go to the espn plus that's it no more pay-per-views on the network that's it so that would be as backwards for WWE to do a tier plan for the WWE network if there's no more pay-per-views on the network and they're strictly on espn plus well, this is what I'll say. It's a stupid fucking idea, and I'm not fucking buying no $65 pay-per-view. Okay, so now you just hit the nail on the head. Then WWE is going to lose because they're going to lose this whole thing of the network that they've been trying to build for the past, what, 10 years now? Yeah. And and for what? Because so, you you can't come up with new shit. So, so hold on, Leo, because I don't have ESPN+, Plus, so I don't really understand how the gimmick works, mm -hmm. but... ESPN Plus, what, you pay for a subscription monthly, but then you also got to pay for the, the big events, too, within the app? It or you get that for free? It depends on the event. Oh, my sugar cookie. You, you got to be fucking UFC, kidding me. It's a $5 subscription per month, and then if you want to, like, say, watch UFC 247, right, which just passed, you would have to pay an extra $65 with <gasps> the app. Well, it comes directly out so, of your... Uh, so why are you paying for a subscription then if you got to pay for like a pay-per-view? Exactly. Like at least with Fight TV, right? The Fight app. 
You don't pay for no subscription. The only thing you pay for is when you want to buy a pay-per-view. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, last night, UFC also ran an event. That was included in ESPN Plus if you had it. Well, I'm so, thinking then you have probably got the, well, like the takeovers are going to be a part of that. That so, right. the, so, so you think the takeovers are going to be free on ESPN Plus, something. and then you have to? Oh no! <laughs> that might be the route. Now, again, that going. we oh. are we are speculating, right? Yeah. It's but, all speculation. But ultimately, a lot of this shit might happen. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I'll go halfway with them. I would support this if they all moved if they if they grab all their content and they move to ESPN Plus, right? And then they give us the takeovers for free. And if they wanna if we have to pay an extra fee for like the big four, like Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, like if those are the the four that we have to pay like a, a little extra money to watch them, I'm okay with that. But I'm not gonna pay sixty or fifty bucks no. for fucking um Battleground. I'm not doing that. Great balls of fire. Yeah, I'm not doing that. For the for the big four, I get it. You know, it's your big shows. I understand. All right, I'll meet you halfway yeah, with that. Is the big show. But I'm not going to do it for one of these, like, B pay-per-view shows. You know what I'm saying, Sam? Battleground. Absolutely. And you know what might happen is you can't watch it live unless you're a subscription with ESPN Plus and you pay the 65 bucks. But you might have to wait a day until it gets uploaded onto the network. Oh, that's atrocious. Ugh. That might that might be the the route, and then we're all gonna have to update each other, you know, on Instagram and shit like that if we want live results because nobody's fucking paying no goddamn money unless you're going to the damn event. So people are gonna have to like, I don't know. This is terrible, know. man. Yeah, all I know is it's a stupid stupid decision. But it's a business decision. It's a bit. And the way they, they, they're looking at it is the people, I, I think the Wrestling Observer reported is like UFC's business went up apparently when they went to ESPN, the way they, they promote their shows. Because ESPN, because it's on their app, they make it like a note to promote these shows heavy. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the uh, exposure WWE wants for their pay-per-view. So I get it from a business standpoint, but man, like you're taking, you keep taking money from the fan base. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't yeah. care. No, it, they don't. It's about taking our money, you know. I, I see this as the TNN deal that came out a couple years ago. Okay, what? where the WWE is going somewhere to kind of get a reaction, to then have to come back to whatever that made them money. If you're going to ESPN, right? This is because Vince is trying, probably trying to see if he can get that money for the pay per views. And then talk to the pay-per-view companies about getting those pay-per-views back again. Well, you know what? Remember the whole I thing, just thought of something right The now. whole thing was to get them away from the pay-per-views and buying into the network. Well, that didn't work out. I just thought of something right now. Yeah. And I'm surprised that it didn't click to me you know, before. Who owns ESPN? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know who. Disney. 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 If I anybody, mean, so, somebody did say that WWE was being bought up by Disney. If anybody would buy the WWE, it would be Disney. Yeah. Sam sounds depressed over there. You all right there, Sam? I'm, I'm just realizing that this is all going to hell. <laughs> Come on, Sam. You, you got to clean it up. You're Mr. Positive. Oh, uh, there's nothing positive about this, Mario. It's all going to hell. Bro, Disney owns ESPN. 
That's why they have that triple play package with ESPN, Disney, and Hulu, where you could get all three for like twelve ninety nine a month. Fuck that mouse. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I guess we're ending the show. Uh, Thank you for ending it on such a low note. Oh, I mean, what else can we... I guess we got to wait and see. Who knows? Maybe nothing happens and we still have the WWE Network. Who knows? Los Radio could buy the WWE Network. Yeah, that's not happening. Leo, what's your plugs, man? LosRadio.com. Info at Los Radio. Talent at Los Radio. Just if you guys have a show, LosRadio.com. There's a lot of shit going on. 11,000 people have downloaded the app. You can also download the app where you're going to have the Lucha Outsiders and a couple other things that are coming up right now. Info at LosRadio.com. Tell your people about it. Sam. And show football, Leo. All right. Um, my... Wrestling Instagram shout out for the week is a wrestler by the name of the Alex Ocean. Well, his wrestling name is Alex Ocean. His Instagram you name say is the Alex Ocean. Ocean. I don't even know what you just said, Sam. All right, let me say it again. His Instagram handle is the Alex Ocean. Mm-hmm. He goes by Alex Ocean. That's his wrestling name. He uh, was just announced for a GCW uh, event, G Generation F. Uh, so I'm very proud of him. Um, we've been following each other on Instagram for a while now, so uh, shout out to him. He's recovering from a broken neck, and um, I'm happy for him, you know? Leo, stop making those funking ass faces. <laughs> that, that, that's it, Sam? You're not that, Don't you normally have other plugs after you give your shout out? All right, yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Sammy Suplex everywhere. On Sammy! Shut up, Leo. You're fucking me up. Anyway, follow me at Sammy Suplex everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all that. All right. You can find me at Rated R since 87. Make sure you follow and like us everywhere at Lucha Outsiders. Leo, and, uh, <laughs> doing anything. I'll be in Chicago this coming weekend for AEW's Revolution. Shout outs to the rest friends. I will be meeting up with them during my weekend out there. And I'll be at C2E2 on Sunday. Um, and you'll see a return of a certain character, if you will, on Sunday. You got to wait and see. And follow us at Lucha Outsiders. And that's about it, guys. I don't know what Sam's saying right now. What happened, Sam? I said Leo's depressed, bro. I think Leo feels a little bit defeated because we didn't go. uh, Yo, we didn't go on Facebook Live today. Computer literally broke. I can't do any graphic stuff. That means none of the shows that I do are gonna go live. Which you know, maybe I shouldn't say this, Which but is the to... backbone to the whole Los Radio thing. Well, okay. Before I, I make my stupid comment, <laughs> just be positive, dude. Maybe your one of your connects could fix the computer. Or maybe you'll get a new one. I don't know, man. Or maybe get a revamped you, one. You got two Gs. Um, no. There you go. Uh, GoFundMe.com slash Los Radio, <laughs> L-O-S-R-A-D-I-O, if you guys want to help out the cause. So what I will say Do is, it for the culture. Even though this was a, like a kind of a different vibe because we just recorded a podcast version, there was no uh, Facebook Live or anything. And I said this to you guys off air, but I'm going to say it at the end of the show now. Don't say it. I'm not. I'm going to say it. I don't give a shit. Say it. <laughs> um, I'm kind of happy we did this because some of the comments that we get on Facebook Live are really fucking annoying. Like what? <laughs> According to a wrestling observing newsletter. <laughs> oh boy. What's wrong, Sam? Oh you, boy, Sam, I can't get that one up. Sam, you know you agree with me. You just I, want to stay face on air. Be a man! Be a man! Say what you said off air! Nope. Baby face in the crowd here. Yeah, yeah. 
You know I don't give a shit. I have no filter, bro. You know this, Sam. Yeah. Of course. Well, I hope I hope the computer gets fixed. I'm gonna stay positive. Leo, it's gonna be good, man. All right, for shuffleable Leo, yeah. for Sammy Suplex, yeah. I'm your truly Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it Rated R, and stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good.